Hi, and welcome back to Brentwood Stories. In today's installment, me and Celia speak with a woman of many talents. Kadisha Hines spent over 11 years as a member of the Brentwood Public Library staff and has since moved on to become a business owner, performer, and mother. Kadisha takes us through the inspiring journey of her life in the next episode of Brentwood Stories. I'm Khadija Hines. Um, I used to work at the Brentwood Public Library for about maybe 11 years, I believe. Um, I am currently, of course, a mom, a wife. Um, I do have a home business right now. Um, also established a Christian wellness coach for pregnancy and postpartum moms. And I have a home-based business called The Healing Space. Um, I originally started working at the library as a teen, as a kid, um, not thinking it was going to go into such a long, you know, lifespan for me, but it was very beneficial. Um, I do remember the day I actually walked into the library and asked for an application, and I was actually really excited about that because that was like a dream of mine when I was like six, like I always wanted to work in a library. And it wasn't until I got old, I'm like, oh yeah, I got the opportunity. So um, yeah, the experience at working at the library has been beneficial for me. Um, I learned so much and gained so much from it. I think if I didn't do it, I wouldn't be where I am now. So yeah, that's basically. So tell everybody what department you worked in, a little bit about what you did while you were here. So um, in the beginning, I started as a children's page in 2006. Um, I, I remembered right before I actually worked there, I had a speech teacher helping me fill out my application and um, helping me with a resume. And they actually folded up my resume and put it in my purse. So when I went into my interview, I handed it like a little note. <laughs> um, but I remembered that because it was just so it's just so funny like I did that for, for an interview I had a little note of my resume but um, I worked as a children's page um, and I basically you know helped shelf books I assist with a lot of the library programs and then um, eventually you know I have I have a talent in dance I started to do dance programs for the children's department so um, and then from there, um, I got promoted as a library clerk, which was a great opportunity. And um, I continued on doing other programs with librarians and doing, you know, different Brentwood Library events as well, doing dance. So, yeah. So you have such a variety of different <laughs> educational experiences. I could never keep up with you. So tell us how you started and how you progressed to where you are now in your education. So honestly, when I first started, my goal to work at the library was to actually better my, um, my academic skill. I actually struggled as a child because I had a learning disability. And I thought, you know, working at the library was gonna help and it did. Um, my mom actually didn't want me to do it because she thought like I wouldn't be able to keep up with it. But um, I'm sharing this because it actually motivated me to overcome my challenges that I was um, having. So just because I did that, 
um, I started picking up after shift, started picking up more books, started looking up resources and learning so much about the, the, the library and what they offered. And it actually helped me academically first. Um, and from there, it taught me so much about, you know, team, team working as a team and leadership and communication because when I when I first started I was very very shy I, I do remember you being very very shy yes I was really really shy and um I, I opened up it, it just opened up my spirit um so that really um that really really helped me and it really took me to um to continue on with my education I ended up going to Suffolk um, and then I ended up going to CUNY Queens College and I studied in psychology and a minor in dance. And I'm currently in my master's program doing um, dance movement therapy. Um, so it's because of, you know, all those resources that I, that were at the library. And then on top of that, the people, the network I made as well, you know, the librarians and the staff members helping me with, you know, um, those things that really contribute to my success and my education. Did your connections that you forged at the library, are they helping you right now in, in your current career pursuits? Um, yeah, I believe so, yes. Um, because of just networking and the connections I have, I made I met a lot of um, people in the community, like Angie, Angie Carpenter, who is our town supervisor of Islip and then, you know, Philip Ramos and then Monica Martinez, who was my government teacher in high school. Um, and then working with um, Professor Norman Daniels at Suffolk Community College doing, um, you know, um, the Kwanzaa events as well. So because I connected with them, they have, you know, helped me establish where I am now with my business and of course my, my success in my career. You have a large social media uh, presence and um, I do follow former staff members uh, on their social media. And I know we've been friends and, and work together doing different things uh, throughout your career. One of the things that really um, made me smile and I really enjoyed was when you did some live story time with kids. Tell us yeah. a little bit about that. Um, that was actually my daughter's idea. <laughs> um, you know, we, before, you know, the pandemic, we were actually going to the library, the children's library programs and reading stories and stuff like that. And, and my daughter was um, kind of missing being around her friends and so I was, you know, just thinking about what can be fun. And she was like, mommy, you, mommy, you do your lives. Can I do a live too? I want to read a book. And I'm like, oh, okay. So our first live was basically for a Black History Month. And we read um, uh, a Black History story. So that was really nice. And a lot of, um, you know, we shared it with the community as well who came on. And we shared it with the friends. And so ever since then, we've been trying to be consistent in doing it, but schedules get kind of mixed up, but it's, it's been good. We're hopefully trying to like get back up and start that. Um, but it was 
Um, I think it was really important to do those, especially during the pandemic, just to have that, you know, that con connection. Um, and also shouting out the library because all we all those books we got we got from the library um so yeah that was it was those those story times were fun so in the middle of all the craziness of all this educational experiences you started a family business how did that come about um okay so, so it actually started when i was working at the library and I was at, I was actually sitting on the computer and I was checking somebody out and they had a book and the book said how to start a, 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 a business. And I gave, you know, I gave the patron the book back and I just sat there and like, I think I want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and so I start, I originally had my business called Rhythm and Cultures Dance Center where I was going to other libraries and teaching um, children's and adult programs, African dance. Um, it was really big. A lot of libraries were constantly contacting me about it. And so I started there teaching dance. And then um, I wanted to kind of like shift in helping, you know, moms, um, because of course I'm a mom. And, um, and my experience of having not just three babies go going on to four babies, um, I really wanted to really help the population of pregnant moms and postpartum moms. So from doing those programs and learning about the body, you know, dance movement therapy, and, um, and then um, helping, you know, moms with, you know, with their mental state and their emotional state, I ended up creating a, um, the healing space where, you know, moms can come and find healing. Because um, during that time, you know, I was constantly keep kept going and I was struggling trying to keep up with all these dances. And then trying to be mommy as well, it became very overbearing. And so I needed to transition. And I said, how can I bring my, still my creativity of dance into this new, I, this new business idea of the healing space? And so that's when I started incorporating this mind-body connection. And this where I started to be um, this wellness coach now currently. So that's my journey of, um, my my business um and then of course my business have products um we sell body oils and that came about from of course me teaching you know african dance we had these beautiful um african cloth they're called lapas and i remember one day um I used to just wear the oils because I'm just an oil, me and my husband are oil people. We don't really wear perfume. And I didn't realize that there was, the smell of it was on the lapas. And I kind of shook it out. <laughs> and everybody was like, what's that beautiful smell? <laughs> and and then, then people kept asking, well, can, you know, can we purchase from you? And then that started creating, you know, the, the Ashe Oils product. Um, so, so now my business, we have a service and then we also have a, a product that we sell and that's how everything came about. Um, 
yeah, everything just kind of folded into each other, which was interesting. Starting from the library, going from dance, going from a home business, and then going to um, a product that we resell now. So it's interesting because during our interviews, we've been asking pages, do you keep up with um, your former staff members? And when I looked at your website for the healing space, there was one of your coworkers. Uh, Catherine also uh, yes. together. Yes, yes, so yes. how did that come about that partnering? <laughs> well, you know what? At me and Catherine actually uh, knew each other since high school. Okay. But, um, um, we, it was like kind of like, oh, I see you in the hallway type of relationship. And that was it. Um, and then we reconnected when we were working at the library and we really noticed that we had a very um, similar personality, similar lifestyle, um, similar mindset. And, um, you know, we had similar goals on, you know, about um, the health of our, uh, our well-being as well. So that's how um, me and Catherine partnered together. Um, she's currently a nutrition consultant and, you know, she's been helping me with, um, moms who need, you know, guidance on eating right and, and changing the mindset of getting out of bad foods and having a, you know, a healthy pregnancy, um, and things like that. So it's been, it, yeah, our relationship has grown since the library because, you know, we reconnected, um, and helping each other out with our businesses so yeah you are raising a small group of business people you've got the family going yeah. with their own business tell us a little bit about how the children started their little business going so me and my husband are big advocates are making a family legacy um, and we're big advocates on really um, teaching our kids about financial literacy that's and, awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think it, the reason is, is because something that um, we both didn't really kind of get that foundation as kids and um, which was never really taught to us at all in school or outside of school. And so now it's just teaching them about um, really the importance of building wealth. And so we came about with the bows is because of my daughter, Kalia. She's, she's the number one person with all the ideas. Um, she, I guess she saw something on YouTube and she said, I want to sell something. I'm like, you want to sell something? And she's like, yeah, I want to, I want to try to sell something too. Um, and so we did some research and, um, realize, you know, our culture is very important to us. And um, we wanted to display that. And so we came up with the idea of selling African bowls. Um, and so my mom, she's the, she is the main person that helps them, teaches them about sewing and putting the bowls together. And, um, and so from there, they ended up having these beautiful African um, bowls with scrunchies and they've been doing pretty well with it. We um, actually had our last um, pop-up shop for Umaja for Black Long Island, um, which is actually a Facebook group. 
and they had an event at Wine Dance Plaza and they had a kitty vending space for just the kids. Oh, it's wonderful. Yeah, it was just all these kid entrepreneurs and um, we set up and we were around a whole other bunch of kids but, and they did fabulous. There's so many people came and purchased. And so I'm just, we were just very happy and they reached their goal and what they wanted to do. And so, yeah, that's how, that's how um, their little business came about. We're thinking about doing something else, but we're still in the planning season. Um, so, yeah. You are building generational wealth here. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I love hearing your story and just listening to this, this evolution of your career and your education. It, it seems like very little has gotten in the way of what you wanted to do. You, you, you saw a goal and you went and you pursued it and you seem to let very little prevent you. Have, have you, have you always been like this? Have you always just been I, I see something I wanted, I wanted, I want to do it, and you just go for it? Wow, that's a good question. Um, in the beginning, no. <laughs> um, I was not like that. Um, I think there was, I think my spirituality and my faith has really been a contribute com- contribution to that. Um, and because of my faith, um, really kind of, made me motivated and stay in focus and really um, not not limiting myself. You know, um, I, I came to a point where I noticed there was things that I was struggling with. It was keeping me from what I really, 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 really wanted. And I'm just like, how am I going to get there? And that realization was that I need to go through the hard stuff, the things that I'm not good at, in order to get to where I am now. And of course, my learning disability was the first one, um, overcoming that with, without, um, you know, without limiting myself and just being able to say, I can do this, I am smart, you know, affirming what I, I believe in. And then from, you know, other fears that I had, I honestly had a lot of fears of speaking with people and communicating with people in the very beginning, I would not be able to do this, <laughs> but now I, I, I can, and, you know, working on, you know, the working on my weaknesses that, um, sorry, you might hear a baby in the back. That's all right. Um, working on my weaknesses, um, to help me get what I wanted because I noticed that what I wanted, I needed to be strong and what I was weak in. So um, that, I think that really, um, that really helped me. Um, There were times when I, I just wanted to give up and there were times when I just wanted to like this, there's no point, but um, I continue to persevere. I think that's like one of my big words is, even if I do baby steps, you know, just doing a little bit baby steps and getting to where I need, I want to go and I need to go and the calling upon my life and my purpose and my assignment is that's what, what I, I started with. And it's been helping me ever since I look at everything, even obstacles as there's a reason for it. Um, and I look at everything as to better me, not to harm me. 
So if I fail, that's only reason for me to learn to succeed. So thank you for that question. That, that really helped for some <laughs> realization for me. That <laughs> that was all you. I'm just I'm just listening to your story, and I'm just amazed how it just it, it grows and it it becomes your own narration, becomes what you want it to be. And I know, I, I find that really inspiring. I think that you know folks listening to this will also draw inspiration from that as well. Are there any figures that you could point to that you say you drew inspiration from that help you become the person you are today? Oh man, um, there's so many. I feel like everyone that I interacted left some type of lesson or impact for me. Um, of course, I feel like ZB Solis was the number one person. Um, um, Mona Pereira, she is another one. She, she, she's definitely a person that I has inspired me. Um, and who have taught me tough skin as well. Ah, yes. <laughs> to have really helped me have tough skin um, mm. as well. Um, uh, oh man, there's like so many. I also feel like um, Mike as well has been an influence as well on my life. Um, he has inspired me and have talks and has really contributed to my, my development and my growth. Um, yeah, I, there's even staff members, my coworkers having, you know, conversations with them and just, um, be able to talk about our, our difficulties and talk about our success and, and how we, um, how we just navigate in life. And then also I believe patrons as well have done that. You've come across some patrons that just you just needed them to come in front of you and say, say something to just light up your day. And um, that, that was really uh, uh, beneficial. And I remember there was one patron, um, she said to me, she, I, don't, I don't know what was going on. I, I just remember her words. She kept looking at me and smiling and she goes, you keep doing what you're doing and don't give up. And I'm like, oh, thank you. I just needed that. <laughs> That's so sweet. You know, so, and it was just, it's just spontaneous and random and things like that had happened at the library. And you, it, it just, I would never forget it. Like I would just, I would never forget that mo those moments of those inspirations that really kind of helped me. And I think that's so important for the Brentwood Public Library. Um, because I feel like Brentwood is like the heart of the community and the um, that we like it's it just service people to not just, you know, um, um, to, to give out, but just to help and to better and to promote. Um, that's what I'm compared to um, other libraries, no shades. <laughs> but. <laughs> um, but, you know, I just feel that's what Brentwood's, you know, mission is, is to really to not not keep somebody in one spot, but to help them grow and continue on with their life and to have a, a successful life. And I noticed that in, in how, you know, we, we work together, interact and communicate in, in order to help the patrons of the libraries and families of Brentwood 
So that's one thing I really love. Um, anytime, you know, every, anybody asks is, oh, where can I get this? I said, go to the Brentwood Library. They have <laughs> They have everything. I'm telling you, just go there. They'll help you. And you, I have never heard of a patron walking out, not getting the help that they need. You know, because we if if there's something that's too difficult, we're going to find a resource for them, you know. So that's one thing that's so important. And and I believe that's the goal of a library. Right. Like that's how it should be. Um, But yeah, that. Yeah. Thanks, library. (laughs) (laughs) So what are your plans for the future? What's next? Oh, good question. Um, so I'm currently I'm I'm currently pregnant with my fourth baby. Um, so I'm preparing for an, another baby in soon, sometime, just waiting. Um, and then I'm looking forward to um, coaching, you know, pregnant moms. And then I'm going to work on writing a book. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I'm not giving out anything yet. Okay. <laughs> but we're I'm working on a book and then of course going definitely finishing up my master's program for dance movement therapy. So those are my um, three main goals for what's coming next. So your first book signing will be at Brentwood Library, right? <laughs> that might work. That might work. Yeah. What is what is um something you might say to a person that was interested in working over at the Brentwood Library? I think it's a great position. I think it's a great job. I'll tell them just definitely do it. You learn a lot. Um, um, it is, it's flexible. It's reasonable. You, you grow. It's professional. Um, and it, it's helpful. So definitely any, I, I even encouraged my, um, um, my sister to even try out, um, to see how she feels about it because, you know, she's like, I'm always at the library. Maybe I should work there. I was like, yes, try, (laughs) never know. (laughs) Um, but definitely take that, uh, um, anybody who's interesting, take that opportunity because you build relationships, you'll build your confidence, you'll build, you know, your development. And you'll also learn so much about helping others as well. And servicing others. I think I covered most everything I wanted to cover. Was there anything else you wanted to go over? Yeah. Was there anything else you'd like to say? Um, just encouraging words. I mean, um, for those who are, you know, struggling or uh, who need, you know, some support, um, use your library. There's so many resources. Keep going back. Keep asking. Uh, keep learning. Um, don't give up and pace yourself. Um, and you will definitely succeed as long as you just keep persevering, throwing your your obstacles, and utilizing what the the library has and building relationships. You, I feel like the library becomes like your family after a couple of years. <laughs> So that's my encouraging words. Um, if anyone was interested in checking out what you do or your business, uh, where can they go to learn more about that? 
Sure. So um, my website is www.healinspace, H-E-A-L-I-N-S-P-A-C-E.com, Heal in Space. Um, also, my Instagram is Healing Space as well. Um, and then we also have a Facebook page, Healing Space as well. You can check me out there. Um, once you go to the, to the website, I have my email and you can always email if you have um, you know, um, any questions, any concerns, anything I'm here to, um, offer it as well. Yes. All right. So Khadija, you know, I really appreciate you coming and sitting down with us today. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Nice thinking of me. (laughs) Take care. Take care. Bye. Thank you again, Khadija, for taking the time to join us on today's episode. And thank you, as always, to all of our listeners for making today's podcast possible, as well as the Brentwood Historical Society. Today's music was brought to you by Yosufa Sidibe. You may listen to his entire album, Sacred Sound, for free at freemusicarchive.org.